Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. How much time till we're on? Get on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hello, welcome to it. It is a Tuesday night. Yes, it is... Because I'm... TLT. I'm dynamite. It's not. TLT. And I win fight. Got TLT. We're going to name the Australian cricket team. TLT. Teamless we're Tuesday. Not. It's already been named. No, we're breaking it. That's what we're doing. Hello, Scott Sattler. Welcome to Sports Day. No Gary Belcher tonight because he's out doing this. Well, somebody told me you had a boy. Who gets a night off to go to the Killers? Well, you're his boss. <laughs> so. I don't listen. I thought he was at work today. I turned up at work and in the car spot. Is his creepy black van? van? Yeah. yeah. I'm going, oh, Badger's here. I thought he was going to the Killers. No, he just parked. We have two car spots. Well, he's not allowed to park it within 150 yards of a school. And we are so. near a school. <laughs> Actually, you're right. He, this is about 150 yards away. Anyway, rock up to work today. There's two car spots amongst five of us. So it's first in best dress or, or kill or be killed, basically. Mm. Badger's taken one of them and buggered off. Yep. But can you tell me why you give him permission to go to a, a concert? Same reason why you went on a junket in New Zealand. No, but that came directly from our boss, and yeah. you're not going to argue with our boss. Right. So well, why put me in that spot now? <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Yeah, hello to the show. Badger's off tonight. Uh, he's off to see the killers. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, uh, SCN 1170 in Sydney. Sometimes it's just easier. Just to let him go? Just, you know what I mean? Okay. Because he'll wear me down. Mm. And I, he did a favour for me, so that's why I allowed it one. That's why. We did a swap. Uh, 1620 SCN on the Gold Coast. SCN track. Uh, listeners through the SCN app. Uh, SCNQ 693am in Brisbane and Canberra 1323am. And don't forget, too, you can get involved any time in the show. We love it. You are the star of the show, our listeners, except for Glenn. 0457. And Clacker from Chindra. And Adrian. Adrian's not the star of the show either. 0457 736 736. Or you can give us a call. 1300 01 1170. When you text us too, don't forget to tell us your name, where you're from and, and how you're listening. And I've got to tell you as well, the podcast after the show, uh, make sure you grab that Sports Day New South Wales. The and best crime podcast you listen to. Ours? Is it? Yep. What? It's robbery that we have a radio show. Is that what it is? Uh, also, TikTok. Make sure you check out Badge Sats SEN. Big show, Satsy. Big show. Of course, the Australian test team has been announced. And one notable omission who was a superstar in one of our last main series as well. Um, and we're going to get, you know, we love the West Indies. I remember as a kid growing up and going to the Gabba when the West Indies were on tour. Yeah. Remember they used to always have that, that, that amazing fast bowling 
Uh, I think others led by uh, Michael Holding, the Joel Garner, and, you know, and then Colin Croft and Malcolm Marshall and Andy Robertson Co. But they used to have about four, used to have four or five slips and a gully. Yep. Everyone was around the ball because they knew the ball was going anywhere near the body. Yep. And but this West Indies tour that's uh, that's they're playing two tests against Australia, um, probably not as prominent and as devastating as West Indies teams in the past. But still, I'm still going to watch with. Anticipation, and we've got uh, one of the former West Indies greats, and Ian, well, probably one of the most handsome. Well, according to Justin, of all times, Ian Bishop. Justin Langer said something very creepy on a podcast last week. This is where this is the same podcast where all the stuff come out about yeah. the cowards and all that, you know. And uh, we've got that to play to this man, Ian Bishop. And what he used to, oh, he used to say he was just like a, an Adonis coming into bowl, mm. good-looking man. Uh, anyway, we'll talk to him and we'll play him some of that stuff from Justin Langer. But this is the guy also, Justin Langer's first ever test ball. He came into bowl and the first ball he's ever faced, Australia one for one at the Adelaide Oval against the Windies, bang, on the head. Mm. He's hit him in the head. Walk of a test match, son. Unbelievable. You know the story, then Booney walked down and said, mate, there's no, there's no room for bravery in cricket. If you hurt, retire. And Justin Lang is acting. You can see the video. Look it up on YouTube. He's wobbling. He's got the boxer. What's he called? The wobbles. Yeah. So anyway, he, he managed to survive till stumps on zero, and then the next morning. Don't tell this story on air. Was this off air? No, you're telling me. And then Booney. I fell asleep during it, but you. But Booney then no the joking. next morning they come out the next morning. Booney cops one right on the arm. Yep. And he, come, he comes down the wicket, Justin Langer, shirt undone. goes, hey, Booney, remember, there's no heroes in cricket. And Booney goes, yeah, you're right, I'm retiring her. <laughs> and walked off. A lot of players did that against the West Indies because, they, as we said earlier, they were frightening. They were yeah. devastating. Yeah, can't wait to speak to Ian Bishop, of course, part of the Channel 7 commentary team. Can I just say, too, mm-hmm. well under Fox Cricket, this week, Windy's week. We've just been seeing a lot of the great Australian West Indy Test Series. I've got to say, it's been absolutely outstanding. Talking about that one play you mentioned earlier on, David Boone, little pocket rocket. He was amazing, tough. wasn't he? Yeah. Absolute tough. Actually, 0457 736 736. What's your greatest West Indies memory? You know, there's so many, so many well, outstanding batters, bowlers. We're, we're watching it today. They didn't have much batting past six, did they? No, because they knew that well, from one to five was outstanding. You knew that. You know, Clive Lloyd, Viv Richards. The, you know what? One of the most underrated West Indian batters of all time, Richie Richardson. Yep. Um, they had that, that wonderful opening partnership of Greenwich and Haynes as well. But you know what I used to love? I used to love, and I used to be scared also for the Australian players, is when they'd open with Marshall and Holding and they'd bring on Garner. Yep. And Andy, uh, Andy Murray. There's no place for Patrick Patterson or Colin Croft or at some stages Courtney Walsh. They just had this glutton, gluttony of um, of speed bowlers who were just frightening. And then Hooper with his gentle right off tweaks, mm. like yeah, incredible. Actually, we've got a text through already. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Badge will get a shock when they come on stage as he was expecting the seekers, not the killers. <laughs> yes. That's yes. True. Hashtag should have gone to Specsavers. Hashtag how old is he? Brisbane Eel. Thanks for your text, yeah, the Brisbane Killers Eel. are too young for Badge. Yeah, I don't know. Something's happened. There. So he's gone from pseudo echo to the Killers. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Benny Jones, uh, former colleague here on Sports Day, will be joining us live from Qatar. I've got a really important question I want to ask him. He's also not only following the Australian 
But he's also got Welsh blood yeah, as right. well. Wales playing England. So he's a bit tight. Early tomorrow morning. A bit tight? Was yeah. he tight? Yeah, I'd say he was tight. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, oh, well, he won't be paying 100 bucks a beer, will he? Mm, I'm no, going to ask no, him if he that's would. true. I think he would. Does he drink? Yeah, oh, yeah. Does he? Oh, I shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> anyway, we'll chat to Benny Jones. Hopefully we'll get him on the line. Um, uh, there's a boxing superstar that's not happy. Oh, and yeah, you, you wouldn't usually align football slash soccer with yeah. boxing, would you? No. Not a lot of fights and there's a lot of dives that are taken. Boxing superstar, one of the greatest of all time, Canelo Alvarez. He's let loose on Lionel Messi. Uh, there was vision that emerged from the dressing room. The Argentinian icon, he's stepping on the Mexican flag, using it to clean up the dressing room. What? In the World Cup. And uh, so Alvarez what? tweeted, did you see Messi cleaning the floor with our jersey and flag? He better pray to God that I don't find him. What was Lionel Messi doing cleaning the, um, Lionel, whatever his name Lionel is? Messi. What was he doing cleaning did the floor? Did they just beat Mexico, Jack? Yeah, they had just beaten Mexico. So why is he? Was he doing it as a joke? And why? I thought he'd have minions to clean the floor. Oh, have you seen the video sets? I have. Yeah. In no way is he cleaning a floor no. at all. He's or stepping even, on it, he's, but he's making. Canelo Alvarez is saying that he's yeah. You know, when you put your foot on the on the tea towel and you and you wipe the floor, the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. he was just stepping on the Mexican. I'm not going to say it to his face, but uh, obviously they've swapped jerseys after the game. Messi's put his on the floor and then he's oh standing up having a bit of a dance and he accidentally steps over it. I'd like to see Alvarez knock the crap out of some soccer players. I think that'd be awesome. He if Paul Gallen can take on two NRL players, how many how many <laughs> soccer players could Alvarez take on? A full team. I reckon he would. Oh, they'd run for the hills, wouldn't they? Yeah. Don't hit me, not not in the face. Hey, great West Indie moments, and there's been so many of them. And they held the Frank Worrell trophy from nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. For so many years against Australia. Carl Hooper, lads, the original best fielder from Brett. Yeah, good yeah. one. Remember Gus Logie? He's like yep. five foot six. He used to defend in that um, in that gully. Yeah. He was outstanding. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what about Clive with his big brim hat, standing at first slip all the time with the glasses on? Clive Lloyd. And he'd walk out to bat. It'd take him like a half an hour. He'd just have this slow swagger out to the pitch. Yep. Uh, incredible days. Um, on this day, uh, someone tragically died in 2010. Sats. This one of the is greatest. Sad. One of the greatest comedians, I believe, in in movie format. This day, 2010, in American time, of course, it was yesterday, uh, today for us. Um, Leslie Nelson, ah, one of the great comedians. Flying High. Flying High. A uh, police squad was one of the greats. Yeah. And it was, yeah, police. Flying High was only named that in Australia, and New Zealand. It was called Airplane. Oh, was it? Yeah, in America. And uh, Naked Gun, of course, he was, um, he was responsible for some of the classics. Both pilots. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. You'd better tell the captain we've got to land as soon as we can. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients. That's not important right <laughs> now. How soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. No, I mean, I'm just not sure. Or can't you take a guess? Well, not for another two hours. You can't take a guess for another two hours? 
great uh, one of the great comedians he was. He was absolutely. Uh, got any Leslie Nielsen uh, moments you want to share? Oh four five seven seven three six. 736. Tuesday, true or false as well. You've got one related. Has Leslie Nielsen got a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame? True or false? True. True. It'd have to. 1988, I think it was. 1998, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's one of the great comedians. Here's the team. We're Mm going to talk a little bit of cricket before we get Ian Bishop on the line. Can I just just say, Rooster Muzz is taking the the P155. That's Andy Murray's plays tennis. He's not a fast bowler. I, I meant Andy Roberts. Okay, Sorry. You're right. You're right, Rooster Muzz. Andy Roberts, I meant. I was ruined. Australian <laughs> test team, uh, name for tomorrow. This is the 11. Warner, Kawaja, uh, Lavashane Smith, Head, Cam Green, uh, Alex Kerry, Cummins, of course, who's skipper, Stark Line and Josh Hazelwood, Marcus Harrison, Scott Boland, not included. Unlucky Scott Boland. Uh, but, geez, how do you crack that pace attack? It's not bad, is it? They have mm. depth like Scott Boland is sitting in the in the wings. Um and of course, Cameron Green will will be the all rounder. Uh, Steve Smith will be asked to maybe bowl some overs as well. Um, but it's a pretty it's a pretty good strike strike force, isn't it? When it comes to speed, mm. Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood. Geez, you're on a good you're a good start to the show tonight. Uh, Glenn, the Newcastle reality uh, king, says yep. it's Leslie Nielsen, not Nelson Sats. Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah, well, it's not Nelson. If I said to you. Leslie Nelson was a great actor. You'd ex- you'd know exactly it. who I was talking about. What? Mm. It is Nelson. Just get it right, though. It's, oh. I mean, the guy's dead, mate. For Christ's sakes, get it right. <laughs> That'd be like when you pass away and we're not celebrating your death, but we're, we're commemorating your death 12 years later and going, oh, that's Scott Statler. He was a good player. Remember that tackle? Sadler. It was Sadler. Tennis. Tennefield yeah. Sadler. Yeah, that's right. Hey, um, Pat Cummins, after announcing the team for tomorrow, was asked about his response to Langer's comments last week. You know, the cowards' comments? There's no cowards in an Australian cricket team. Not ever. Um, so, yeah, Justin, for, I guess, clarifying his remarks afterwards. Um, I think he had to think about it and, and clarified it. So thank you for that. But, yeah, we're, you know, we're really proud of the last 12 months. Um, you know, how we've fronted up, the way we've played, the way we've conducted ourselves. So, um, yeah, the players can certainly hold their heads high. Hey, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Fronting up? I mean, you're paid to do that. What, what's, he mean, uh, what's he mean about that? Oh, I don't know. And like, the 12 months. I tell you what, I reckon the 12 months prior were better. With Justin Langer? Yeah. Retaining yeah. the Ashes and winning the T20 World Cup. Absolutely. I, I think it was better than the 12 months we've just had. Can I, can I agree more? But I feel as though that Cricket Australia really handled the the exit of Justin Langer incorrectly. I, I felt as though that they could have possibly said to Justin Langer, you were perfect for the time that we needed you. After the Ashes and the T20 World Cup, we're going to let you just wander off into the distance, but we're going to keep you on in some mm. capacity, mm. Uh, whether it's a senior coaching role, whatever it may be. But instead, they let it get to the point where, unfortunately, and I hate it, I hate that we we feel this way about Australian cricket captain and uh, and the Australian cricket team at the yeah, moment, a majority yeah. of, of fans. We shouldn't be this way about no. one of our greatest national teams in hey, history. So, yeah. We've got to go to a break. Ian Bishop is calling through now. So we'll get this break out of the way and we'll come back. Hey, what are your memories of the Windies? Any questions you'd like to throw past Ian Bishop while we've got him on the line? 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV.
This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Justin Langer taking guard for the first time in a test match. What a wonderful moment for him. Best time to come in at one for one late in the afternoon. 22 years of age. Hits him on the helmet. That's not out. That's a bit of a nasty one. It certainly stopped him. He's uh, not sure where he is. He's in a bit of trouble. Uh, yeah, one for one, and you've got Ian Bishop running from the fence, pushing off the <laughs> fence, coming at you on your test debut and whacking you in the helmet. The man himself, Ian Bishop, joins us now on Sports Day. Ian, welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Do you remember Do you remember <laughs> bowling the first ball ever to Justin Langer at the Adelaide Oval? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who could forget that? Um, it's something that I go back on social media and have a look at every so often when I hear Justin giving one of his after-dinner speeches. <laughs> um, and it brought out the greatness in him, much to our chagrin for the next 10 years. Well, funny you should mention the... He, he does talk about that incident a lot uh, when he does functions. And he was on a podcast last week called Backchatting. It was a podcast that went about an hour and 40 minutes, Ian, and it, and it covered off a lot of things. And, of course, those coward comments came out. But I've just edited up a little bit here. This is him telling the story. Have, have a listen to this. This is hilarious. Ladies, Ian Bishop, magnificent. Six foot ten Trinidadian, milk coffee colour skin, sparkling brown eyes, cr- <laughs> built like Adonis. <laughs> Boy, anyway, he runs in, magnificent specimen, gets halfway through, he's sprinting like Usain Bolt, jumps up in there like a fire-breathing dragon, like all bully fast bowlers, jumps up, lands this ball, smacks me straight in the back of the helmet, right? So I've gone down. And when you look on the video, like I actually got the boxer's knees. Like these days I'd be out for months. So he gets, I get hit, I've got the boxer's knees and, you know, Desi Haynes has been shouting out, he's scared, Bishy, he's scared, Bishy. And... Keith Arthur's going, kill him, Bishy, kill him, Bishy. And <laughs> Bri- him. Brian Lara's at the back, you know, they're kissing his teeth like at my best. In, <laughs> boy should be in high school, not playing test cricket. <laughs> Ian Bishop, is that how you remember it? No, no. Um, we were much gentler. Justin came to the crease from <laughs> my recollection, and the passport recollection is always much more accurate and deadly silence. Um, no yeah, one right. said a word to him, but I get, I, I get what Justin was trying to do. You see, um, to try to embellish the danger, the life threatening danger that he felt we should think that he was under. So when he scored 15 for second innings, it would be all that much greater a knock. Mm, good point. Good point. Uh, trying to deflect. Now we're, we're asking the listeners, Ian, to send in their favorite West Indies 
moments or players. And we're getting so many text messages, which we'll get to. And there's one here that Collis King, the great fielder in the 70s. Who was Ian Bishop's hero growing up from those West Indies uh, crickets, cricket players that came before you? Oh, look, um, that that testing of the late 70s and certainly the early 80s, because you see, coming through my secondary, early secondary school days, I was primarily an opening batsman uh, and only turned to bowling later on in high school through sheer desperation of one of my fast bowling colleagues not turning up in a match against Brian Lara's Fatima College. Um, so guys like Sir Vivian Richards, Gordon Greenwich, and then thereafter, Michael Holding became a, an excellent mentor to me, uh, interactions with guys like Joel Garner and then Courtney Wall. So a multitude of players, but generally that West Indies team of the late 70s, early 80s. Now, 92-93 series is the 30, 30th anniversary of that West Indies tour, which you were part of. There's a little bit of a change in the guard, wasn't it? There were so many of those legends you just mentioned retiring and then the dominance of Warren. Did, did you feel as though you were about to enter a period where the West Indies felt a little bit vulnerable? On reflection, yes. Um, at the time when we were in the midst of it, we still felt that there was an aura of invincibility. But having looked back on it, we saw, or certainly I started seeing a little bit of that decline, let's say from 1990 onwards, as Malcolm came to the end of his career, God rest his soul, uh, Gordon Greenwich, Stephen Haynes, Jeffrey Dushan, all of those were heading to the back end of their careers. And we started series a lot slower against England in 1990, against Australia here in 92-93 at Adelaide with that one-run win as well. So on reflection, we saw uh, that decline. But at the time, there was still a feeling that we can beat anyone on any day. Uh, going back to those days, Ian, was Australia – did you get up to take on Australia? Were they the hardest team to beat for you? Were they the fiercest competitor? Or was it Pakistan or India back in those days or England? Or certainly the first half of my career. So you're talking about once I got into the team from 1988 to about uh, 92, 93, 94, it would have been Pakistan who played with a semblance of flair similar to what our batters would have played like back in the day, those Richie Richardsons, the way uh, Sir Vivian played, the way uh, Desmond Haynes played, and then Australia because we found that an Australian tour from the time you landed on Australian shores with their fast bowling, with the way they played their state cricket, with the conditions in which we, we played, I mean, at the Wacker, the old Wacker, uh, perhaps my favorite place to bowl. Those were the two of the teams that we felt um, were very, very tough opponents. Mm. Let's let's go to current time with the West Indies out here. Of course, that test, uh, first test starting tomorrow uh, obviously at Optus Oval in Perth. And, of course, you can catch all the action on Channel 7 from 12.30 or 11.30 for our, our Queensland listeners. What can we expect from this new breed of West Indian cricketer? Uh, it's a different dispensation, of course. The tables have turned since the start, obviously, of my career, where Australia have a number one team in the world. The West Indies around down there at, at eight, I think. And... While the West Indies test record at home has improved in the last, I would say, three 
to four years where they've been winning more than they've been losing, it's still a very difficult issue for them playing the top teams away from their home. So I think the rankings are fair. The fast bowling that they will come up against at the Ofta Stadium, the batsmen are are going to be challenged having played uh, their warm-up games in Canberra, which is a different surface type of surface altogether. Where I do feel the West Indies will hope to cause more tremors is with Alzari Joseph, Jason Holder, Jaden Seals. That group of seamers, along with Kima Roach, will hope to put Australia under pressure. Now, uh, some some young players, some rookies coming into this into this uh, series as well. Because what six years ago, West Indies last played Test cricket on Australian soil. Most of those players six years ago are not part of the Test team this time, in. But um, former great Shivanand Shandapal's son named in the fifteen man squad, and he played well in the warm up game. He had a Test century, had two really good innings actually. What can you tell us about him, and why should we be we be excited about seeing this young man? Um, I don't know why you should be excited or Australia fans should be excited, but mm. uh, from a West Indian perspective, 26 years old, obviously, and his dad was a roommate of mine, not only a teammate, but we roomed together back in the day when we did have roommates, and he was one of the toughest characters for a man of little stature that I ever came across. Uh, he would doggedly battle against any fast bowling, any spin bowling out in the middle. And I get a sense that his son, Tate Narayan Brandon Chanderpaul, is of the similar ilk. Not flashy with the bat. Uh, you won't see a strike rate or a scoring rate in the manner of, let's say, a David Warner or a Manus Lavashin, that sort of player. You'll see someone who will try to occupy time. So it's always a difficult task to make your test match debut in Australia against this type of Australian team. The thing that Tage has going for him is that he's in, he's 26. He's been around the first-class circuit since 2013. He's had a brilliant year, averaging over 170 with the bat in domestic cricket, in addition to that 100 here. So I'm hoping that he won't be too intimidated, but man, starting your test career at the Perth Stadium it's one of the biggest challenges you can come across. Yeah, great stuff. Um, now, if we look at a weakness amongst this side, Ian, is the lack of a specialist spinner seen as a weakness, possibly? It's an area that West Indies have been hoping that they would have been able to solve with a, a few finger spinners, the odd wrist spinner, uh, over the last few years. And, and it could be perceived as that, right? But I think that old strength of the West Indies, of the fast bowling core, could supplement that, especially on the two pitches on which we have to play. Now, this is not saying that spinners don't do well, uh, particularly at the Perth Stadium where Nathan Lyon is the joint leading wicket-taker. But Alzari Joseph is someone that I would look forward to on this tour to try to eventually take the mantle that Kima Roach has been carrying for a number of years, that Jason Holder with the ball has carried at times. So Jaden Seals is another one. If he's fit 21 years old, I'm hoping that this, what we've seen in the last year and a half from him, is the beginning of an excellent Test match career. Ian, what do you make of the Australian fast bowling trio, Pat Cummins, Mitch Stark and Josh Hazelwood, possibly the best in the world? This is a very strong Australian 
uh, 11 that's been picked uh, for the first test tomorrow. Uh, as one of the greats yourself, what do you think of this trio? Ooh, I'm envious. Um, I, I really am envious because it's a fast bowling trio and whoever they supplement that bowling attack with Scott Boland, watched him during the Ashes against England, six for seven or something like that. Very, very accurate. So Stan, a mature, very mature fast bowler into his 30s now. Uh, Hazelwood, very mature also into his 30s. And Pat Cummins, there's Pat on the cusp of that age of 30, but also mature in his career. And what I saw during the Ashes, what a group of fast bowlers, although Hazelwood uh, only played intermittently, was the most consistent version of Mitchell Stark that I had seen in terms of consistency of length. Pat is the number one fast bowler in the world in this game. And Hazelwood, when fit, has now become a magnificent all-format bowler. So that's why the magnitude of a task facing the West Indian batter, and when you think about the pitch on which they'll be playing, is something that is going to be a real test for the West Indies. He's so disciplined, isn't he, Hazelwood? A lot like McGrath, just hits that mark every time. Now, we've had some of our, our listeners, Ian, send in uh, a question as well. There's been two callers, actually, a caller and a, and a listener. Brisbane Eel have said, they know a fair bit about you, um, a Masters in Business Administration, MBA degree from University of Leicester, reaching 100 wickets and 21 test matches. We knew that. Outstanding um, strike rate there. But... Does Ian have any regrets about the back injuries that played a big part to the end of his career? How uncomfortable was it at that time of your, your career? Um, yeah, the, the latter part was, was how, how would I sum that up? Look, I'm happy to have played for the West Indies. I don't really look back with a great sense of regret because um, I had the opportunity to play alongside guys like Walsh and Ambrose, Marshall initially at the back end of his career. And I look back at those memories quite fondly. Um, but at the back end of my career with two um, experiences of stress fractures became very frustrating, not necessarily for the pain, but trying to, to adjust and adapt my action. And every time I came out for a test match, say in the last third of my career, it was like trying to find a new technical mode of operation. And that in itself was frustrating because I knew what I wanted to do, I knew where I needed to put the ball, but sometimes my action became so muddled that I couldn't execute those plans. But I'm happy. I don't look back with a great sense of regret. Yeah, very frustrating, I can imagine. Now, to finish off, you've mentioned all those great fast bowlers, the ones that played before you, the ones that you were fortunate enough to play with. As an onlooker and seeing them in the mm -hmm. nets, and which is the one bowler that everyone in, in world cricket had the most fear for? Uh, look, Malcolm Marshall was, was certainly the most complete fast bowler that I saw and had the benefit of playing with as well. Now, remember, I only played at the back end of his career. But I remember on a tour of Australia in 1988, standing at the SCG in a state game, one of the warm-up games at mid-on, and Malcolm would sort of take me under his wing while he was bowling and say, this is what I'm going to do to this batsman or try to do. You move it two yards to your left or two yards to the right, and these are the angles that I'll use. And to see him carry that out and to pass on his knowledge, I think he was the most complete. If I had admiration for one because of his unrelenting accuracy, Kurt Lee Ambrose. I didn't play with Joel. Joel was before me. But Kurt Lee is someone that I had great admiration for because of his unrelenting accuracy.
Incredible. And we could talk to you all night, but we're not gonna we're not gonna do that to you. You're one of the great players from <laughs> West Indian past, but I can I also say you're one of the great voices in world cricket today. I love listening to your commentary. We're blessed because we'll get to hear you on Channel Seven from twelve thirty every day. Australia versus the West Indies. First test tomorrow from 12.30 or 11.30 uh, Queensland time. Ian Bishop, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. It's been, a, it's been an honour. Thank you very much for having me as a guest in your country and I hope that we give the requisite experience to the Australian supporters of cricket. Lovely. Thank you. There goes Ian Bishop on Sports Day. What, oh, goosebumps then. What? Just listening and getting that inside knowledge or information about those great West Indian yeah, bowlers. Steve's text in and said, yeah, great interview. It was. He, and they just so humble and just a, just a great cricketing nation. I, I, I would never have expected Malcolm Marshall to think like that. I just thought they just ran and tried to kill everyone. <laughs> I thought that's how it went. There was some thought behind it. Let's get to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Gee, I love that chat we had with uh, former West Indian great Ian Bishop. We still is a great, obviously, but... Um, everything he said was amazing. I just don't buy that not sledging Langer when he came out to face his first ball of test cricket. Yeah, you know what? I, I, <laughs> I think the West Indies didn't need to sledge. They're too nice. No, no, I don't think so. They did their sledging with speed. What about the what about the the uh, the sledge claimed by Langer? Kill him, Bishy, kill him. <laughs> That's great. Text messages: oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Thanks, Steve. Good interview. Not great. But good. Mm. Steve from uh, Dubbo. Uh, fellas, Wasim Akram also said he thought that Malcolm Marshall is the greatest fast bowler of all time. That is from 347. Make sure you check your, chuck your name and uh, where you're from Remember on your text. Remember Michael Holding, Whispering Death? It never looked like he was bowling that quick. He just meandered into the week. He had a beautiful action. But from all reports from a lot of batters that faced him, he was the one that, that threw down the most heat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we've been asking for some of your great West Indian memories. We've been watching it on Fox Sports all week. Uh, Big Bird putting Peter Who onto the member stand roof at the SCG. Viv Richards hitting Mo Matthews for six with one hand in the same game. Took man. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Actually, his hand came off. Uh, what do we got here? Well, no, not his hand. His hand came off the bat. His hand came off the bat, yeah. He wasn't. You said his hand came off. <laughs> right? Uh, ending I was in really... four, five, six. Uh, yeah, make sure you put your name. So the text messages are so over the ignorant, stupid, childish comments of some SEN personalities keeping keep making about football. Oh, this must be about the Canelo Alvarez. Seriously, you are a sports station and football is the biggest sport in the world. Yeah, can't agree with that. Can't disagree with that. And I have to hear some rugby league-centric bogan. Wow. I don't have a mullet. Question the toughness of footballers. Grow up and stop behaving like an unintelligent, narrow-minded twerp and seeking to belittle people based on who can absorb a punch to the head. No. No, I said you don't usually hear boxing and soccer slash football in the same I, sentence. I may have said that Alcaraz could take on uh, the entire football oh, team. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because it was the bit, you know, it was a joke, tongue-in-cheek, yep. where Gal took on two rugby league players. Yep. We reckon Alcaraz could take on a whole. It's 2023, you idiot. Well, it's actually 2022. What? 
Mm. What? Uh, West Indies, great West Indies moments. Um, <laughs> they had good spinners. Yeah, Carl Hooper was a great spinner. We've There's a few that have mentioned him. I think Lance Gibbs got a hat trick in Adelaide in the 60s. There you go. Yeah, some great memories, great West Indies memories. Um, before the break, before we went to Ian Bishop, because yep. he was standing by, we were talking about the Australian cricket team and uh, the selections with, with um, uh, Scott Boland and Marcus Harris missing out. And obviously Cummins had a, a thing to say on the cowards uh, comment from Langer. Uh, so was Langer basically, basically saying he just would have rather people come through the front door and yes. and confront me face to face? Yeah, and, and look, Aaron Finch, to his credit, said, look, I don't like confrontation. Tim Payne did talk to um, Justin about it, and he was grateful for that. You have to embrace confrontation at some stage of your captain. captain but, why does, but it also doesn't have to be confrontational either. Well, confrontation is just about exactly like he says. It's about, it's about stabbing you in the front as opposed to stabbing you in the back. You know what I like about sports day? You get stabbed from all angles. <laughs> now, Pat Cummins was asked about the criticism that he's too woke and should leave politics out of the game. This is uh, what he had to say. Oh, I think in this position, you're always going to upset people, no matter whether you do something or you don't do something. So that's fine. I, I kind of know what I've signed up for. But I also think, you know, we're cricket players, but you can't leave your values at the door. People stand for different things. So something like the, you know, taking a knee this week, we're doing it out of respect for West Indies in support of equality. Anyone that says that's a bad thing, I'm not too bothered about I don't know if he really answered the question there, and and you know, as cricketers, we've got our values, blah 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 blah. I, I think I don't care if they take a knee tomorrow, Sats. I don't care, but but and you and I agree on this. What happens after that? Is this just ticking a box tomorrow to support the West Indian cricket team because they take a knee? What what happens with with equality after that? What why am I going to see Pat Cummins in his in his hundred and something thousand dollar Range Rover out in the middle of Australia, working with Indigenous Australians and youngsters, and 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 helping develop pathways so they can get into cricket. We've had four Indigenous cricketers play at Test level. Four only. Four, and that Scott mm. Boland was the last one. Yeah. We're, we're, okay, that's fine if you want to take a stance. Two things you need to remember: you need to follow through afterwards, and the second thing. Just remember who you're playing for, Pat Cummins and the Australian cricket team. You represent me. You represent any of our listeners. The cricket, Australian cricket team is and always will be Australia's team. You play for us. Mm. Don't forget that. And at the moment, they're not, they're, they're not resonating with us. You know, they've got, to, they've got to get back and get the fans back on side because there's a massive divide at the moment. As, as I said earlier on, I, was I saying it to you? I'm not sure what yeah, I said it was on off air. air. Yeah. Was it off air, was it? I, it's a shame that that we view our Australian cricket team and, and most especially, especially I should say, our Australian cricketing captain who is held in such high esteem. And I've got no doubt that Paddy Cummins will be a, a great Australian captain. Um, but I... <laughs> I feel ashamed almost as an Aussie that we that we are not all as patriotic as we are as we were towards our Australian cricket side. We need to be celebrating our Australian cricket team. We need to be supporting our Australian captain. But unfortunately, at the moment, we're getting caught up in in other areas that are Politics. outside of sport. Politics. Yeah, you know, sport has been a great way of of trying to um, create awareness for whatever reason. It's always been a, a very good conduit. 
sport and life. Um, but at the moment, there just seems to be a divide. And it's never happened before. Never happened to this extent. You know, Sandpaper Gate, yes, but in the modern era, there's been a couple of occurrences. But in years gone by, in decades, decades gone by, we've never experienced this. And maybe that's because modern sport and life in general now is there's just so much expectation through social media, engagements, whatever it may be. I don't think so. There's, I just, there's, I a, just... lot, there's a lot more expectation on our our captains of our national teams now compared to years gone by. Yeah, I just want to see them be relatable with the fan. And they're disengaging. I want to see them get back out in the community. Mm. I want to see them, you know, signing autographs, having having I want to see them going back and playing Sheffield Shield you when want, they're not playing test cricket. So what you're saying is you want them to be accessible. I don't want them to give back. Mm. That's what I want to say. And that's what accessibility is. You're I, giving back to, to everything, grassroots, whatever yep. it may be. And we tend to feel as though there's some sports, I'm not saying all sports, but some sports feel as though they're untouchable. I did a search for tickets for the first day of the South African test at the Gabba. It's a Saturday. Mm. I thought I might go. I've got my ticket. I can yell abuse if I'm a main member. That's a joke, by the mm. way. But you can buy tickets from $8.00. For the first day of a test match against South Africa. When has that ever happened before? Mm. We've got to go to a break. That's thanks to Kia. Great text here from Brendan, and I love it. It says it all. Just play cricket. Good call, Brendan. This is Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back. Get involved anytime on the show. Badge is at the Killers tonight. Can you believe that? Well, I can because you, you <laughs> No, I don't go off. there. James, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. James has given us a call. James... Uh, you've got a, an opinion on the Aussies taking a knee. Yeah, it's um, a great question. Didn't the West Indies play in the T20 World Cup just in Australia just recently? Uh, did they, they did. Yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, did any teams take a knee or did they take a knee before a game? I can't recall, mate. Yeah, I'm not too remember. sure. I'm not too sure, James. No. Not I don't think sure. they did. So why are we doing it now? Out of respect for the West Indian cricketers. That's 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 the. So then why didn't you do it at the world stage? I, I don't. A world Cup where the whole world's watching. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good point. I, I don't know. All right, uh, James. Good thanks point, for your call, buddy. Joel's on the line in Brisbane. Joel, what do you got to say, mate? Hey, boys, just ringing. Uh, look, I, I don't begrudge anyone having a, a personal view on politics or anything like that, but. But to be honest, I, you know, I'm like anyone that, that works full week and you want to come home, watch the footy, watch the cricket, whatever it might be. I just want to enjoy the sport. I don't need someone having their personal views 
jammed down my throat, you know, when I'm trying to watch the, the cricket or the, or the footy. I just, I feel like the guys, you know, sports stars now kind of feel like they're a little bit, got to be the beacon, and if they're not seen to be doing something, then they're ignorant. But it's just, I just want to see someone play play cricket and have a, have a good time. Like, yep. how Paddy Cummins sort of going, oh, you know, I'm not going to wear a Linter energy and, mm. you know, the sponsored shirt or... Hey, James. Mate, we only got there. Joel. Uh, Joel, Joel, we've got to go, mate. Good, good point. point. I think a lot of people agree with you, mate. Thanks for your call tonight on Sports Day. Got to go Thanks, to a Joel. break. Thanks, we're going James. to Qatar after this. We're going to catch up with Benny Jones. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. I know Badge tonight. He's at the Killers. Uh, It's Chase and Sats here as well. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network. So uh, SEN app, uh, 1620 on the Gold Coast. SEN, that is. SEN 1170 AM. SENQ, 693 AM in Brizzy and 1323 AM in Canberra. Don't forget, too, you can stream every NFL game season live on the NFL Game Pass. I have it. I love it. I can't leave home without it. Mm-hmm. Visit NFLGamePass.com. Pittsburgh Steelers today beat the Colts 24-7. A bit of an upset. Oh, they're both on the same sort of yeah, but Pittsburgh's, win-loss ratio. Yeah, Colts have been coming good. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, yeah, pretty average all year. But nice bow- bounce back from the Steelers. Good record against the Colts too. So that's, I think, the one last last five in a row now. So, And before we get to some text, Great Ocean Road Beach Volleyball uh, Volley Fest, I should say, in Torquay is underway. The Elite 16 started a big day of volleyball action today. Tonight, our Olympic silver medalist, Maria... Oh, you go. You have a crack. Achachos del Sola. That's it. Yep. And Taliqua Clancy get underway at 8 o'clock uh, tomorrow against Japanese pair. Akiko and Yu... Eureka. Eureka. So there you have it. Benny Jones will join us uh, live from Qatar shortly ahead of the World Cup, of course, Early Thursday morning, uh, we have Australia taking on Denmark. Hey, I asked someone today, so where are the Socceroos? What are Denmark known as? Um, do they have a stuffed toy that they're named? I mean... What do you mean? What's a, what's a stuffed toy well, got to do with it? Socceroos, don't we have a little thing that we have? I don't know. You were telling the story. Maybe I'm getting it mixed up. But what are they known? Are they known as the Dane? The Dane? Uh, what? I don't know. Well, the Danes are the Danish, aren't they? Well, okay, so I don't know that, what's going on. Are they from Denmark? I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Uh, text messages, heaps flying through. Now, uh, usually Jack puts a, a label on all the text messages so he we, can, we know he can't keep up text tonight. is going to be about. So the one he's put about badge is badge gig pig going to gigs. <laughs> and you mentioned about how tonight he's at the Killers. On the weekend, he went to Pseudo Echo. And 127 has said, ah, badge, you've got to love him. The Killers, Pseudo Echo. Next week, Guy Sebastian. Don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. It could happen. Now, we've got um, a lot of memories around Can I read one out West to you? Indies, yeah. Because you've done something about this, and I like this. Hi, fellas. Best memories currently bowling Ian Healy with a slow ball, then both of them bursting into laughter. Magnificent smile, Big Curtly. Paul from Belrose. Now, you've actually sent that text to Heels. Yes, I have. He texted me back straight away, as he always does, Heels. He's such a great trooper. <laughs> I think it was his first ever slow ball. Curtly, 
probably came out of his sweatbands. <laughs> Remember the sweatbands? And actually, yeah. there's a favourite memory here with one of the listeners, and it's it's around uh, around Kirtley Ambrose. I'm going I'm to find it when Kirtley Ambrose. It was Steve War asked him to take the sweatbands off. That's right. Remember and. And Kirtley Ambrose was uh, wanted to he wanted to rip every one of his limbs off, and Steve Waugh just stood his ground the whole time, didn't he? And there was that famous thing. Steve Waugh stood up to him. Yeah, is that, that the was one it. where? He, but was that the one where he told him just to go back and so and so bowl? Yeah, and he had the little red hanky. Go and do your job. Sticking out of his pocket. Yep. Didn't he make a hundred in that test? Don't Steve Waugh? Probably. Mate, it was either that or two hundred. So I would have loved to be in the trenches with him, Steve Waugh. Yeah. Mm. Um, did Sat say he wiped his floor with a tea towel? Does I did. Mrs. Sattler know that? She, Even <laughs> after washing them, that's a big no-no in my household. Yeah. She did, and she does. Right. And it infuriates her. Okay. Mm. Uh, all-time West Indian pound-for-pound pound swagger was the great Larry Gomes. Yes. Mm. Real name, Hillary. He's a lefty, wasn't he, Larry Gomes? Yep, and his brother's name was Sheldon. That was serious. Well, I think Larry Gomes was the player that Dennis Lilly bowled to to break the most amount of wickets. And he was caught behind too, wasn't he? Caught by Greg Chappell. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Right, yeah. Uh, we're about to go to Benny Jones in Qatar, but the lines just dropped out. We'll uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Hi, gents. Meeting Joel Garner as a kid at a Brisbane test. Meet and greet was a great memory. Great bloke. And I still remember how the cricket ball looked like a ping pong ball in his hand. <laughs> a life memory. G'day, boys. The West Indians weren't too bad with the sledging in the old days. This is from uh, Will from Randwick. I remember Desi Haynes was giving it to Merv Hughes in the West Indies and Merv snapped and said, Desi, where's the tap as I hear a drip? What do you mean, man? He said. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey, listen, we better uh, stop those text messages just for the moment. Benny Jones uh, used to be on this show, Sports Days, over in Qatar, I think on a holiday or a junket. We'll find out. Benny, hello, mate. <laughs> G'day, Jase. How are you, mate? Yeah, uh, well, I'm calling it a holiday. It is dead set a junket, so there's no um, there's no getting around that fact. But uh, what a junket it's been. And, um, yeah, since I last spoke, uh, I think, with um, with uh, Sats and Badger about a week ago, uh, a bit's happened, um, particularly Absolutely. with the Socceroos. So I'm good. Um, a little bit bad, but um, mostly exciting. So we're really pumped for what uh, lies in wait over the next sort of 36 hours. Before we get on to the football, I've got a couple of questions I need to ask. Is it true that beer is 100 bucks? Sure. Uh, absolutely incorrect. No, no, it's it's, it's not 100 bucks, um, And I don't know where that rumour started. It was quite a, quite a humorous rumour. And um, we, we discovered pretty quickly uh, that, no, if, if, you're, if you're a decent and savvy shopper, um, you can get a beer for anywhere between, and we're talking yeah, a pint of beer, schooner of beer for anywhere between fourteen to twenty Australian dollars. So, what? if anyone's been out and about in, in Sydney or Melbourne or any of the capital cities of late, if you're getting much change out of a twenty for a pint anyway, you're doing well. So it's it's obviously a bit on the pricey side, but hey, um, you know that's just the way it is over here. So we're we're making do, and um, plenty of. Plenty of $20 uh, scooters were consumed after the win against Tunisia, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, of course, you Victorians would love to pay 20 bucks for a... Uh, it'll be a midi as well, wouldn't it? It'll be a 10-ounce <laughs> served uh, by a bloke with a scarf, cravat and a hair bun. One other thing, accommodation. What's it like? Yeah, uh, look, uh, we've, we've been pretty fortunate and, and I, I'm happy to admit that obviously based on this uh, trip that I'm involved with and the, the fan delegation, we've been put up in some, some pretty decent digs. 
Uh, nothing special. I think it'd be your sort of old sort of three-star type uh, setup uh, back home. Uh, we've, we've got a bed. We've got running hot water. We've got air conditioning. We've got a kitchen. We've got a laundry. Can't complain. Uh, I have heard some ordinary stories from those probably less fortunate that have been sort of sent out into the fan villages and the uh, the much-talked-about shipping containers in the middle of the desert. Um, there's been a few sort of uh, bits of feedback I've received to say that they're not really ideal for what people are paying. But, um, yeah, I guess that's the thing you have when, you, when you're bringing 1.2 million people into a city of, you know, just a tick over 3 million. Um, the infrastructure probably wasn't quite ready, but they've done the best they can. And, look, people are just getting by, getting on with it, having a smile, getting to the football, enjoying the tournaments. And, um, yeah, I'm sure in the wash-up there'll probably be a few more horror stories that'll come out. But I, for one... Um, I'm extremely grateful and I'm not complaining one bit. Now, Benny Jones, you were there watching Australia versus Tunisia's early goal. They had to hold on. They had to be so disciplined mm. with their defence. Harry Souter mm. was outstanding with that last glitch tackle. Oh. Um, yep. What were the scenes like? Yep. Yes, that's good to talk to you, mate. Look, it's, um, it, it, looking back on that whole day, uh, yeah, it was, it was just uh, the perfect World Cup experience. Uh, we started off with a, a breakfast of champions. One of our roommates put the, the, the fried eggs and a bit of, um, well, it was turkey bacon over here. It was a bit different, and um, that was a good start to the day with a couple of uh, Heinekens to wash it down. But getting to the ground, um, I'm just trying to think of what I could compare it to. But, yeah, it was, we were so outnumbered. It was a sea of red. Um, the Tunisian fans are loud and they're boisterous, and they were very, very kind and polite. There was no issues in regards to that, but... We, we were just drowned out. We were never going to be able to compete with them in the stands. So we were hoping that our uh, 11 boys on the park could do the job for us. And, and yeah, you're spot on. Uh, cracking goal from Mitch Duke uh, and, a, and a great celebration to go with it. And then it was just a bit of, what does Arnie call it? That Aussie DNA, a bit of grit and determination. Harry Sutar was massive. Aaron Moy in the middle was just brilliant, controlling the, the, the sort of uh, proceedings. And, and, and Matty Ryan in goals was, was rock solid. They didn't have too many looks. Um, probably mostly because of Harry Sutar and his performance. But, yeah, to hold on like that, um, a 1-0 win to keep our hopes of progressing alive. Um, and, you know, as I said, against the odds and certainly um, outnumbered in the stands, uh, it was just a really sweet experience. And, you know, 16 years between drinks for me, seeing Australia win at a World Cup, and I think it was, yeah, the first one since 2010. So uh, it's been a long way, but, boy, it was worth it. Benny, uh, you've got a foot in both camps. Wales playing England our time early uh, early tomorrow morning, and you've got Welsh blood as well. A big yep. tattoo on your on your yep. body as well. Yep. Welsh tattoo, and uh, of course Australia. But outside of, <laughs> outside of Wales and Australia, who have been the best fans or the most interesting fans? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good question. Uh, and yeah, it's probably the only tattoo I've got fat that you approve of. I know you're not a huge fan of my others, so thanks for um, referencing that. He's got one of the worst tattoos you've ever seen. Ankle, so. Really? Oh, it's horrible. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so getting to your question, uh, Scotland. Uh, yeah, no, it's um, it, it's the, the great melting pot of, of fans at a World Cup is one of the great features of the tournament, and why I encourage and urge anyone who's thought about attending, um, you know, uh, get there if you can, because it is just an amazing experience. The best fans for colour and noise and excitement are always the African nations. So here at the moment, we've got Ghana. We've actually got a, a delegation from Cameroon staying with us, and they are just, they are just non-stop. They've got the drums, the, they've got the cymbals, they've got um, all the colour and uh, the, the, the outfits that they wear, and they, they are superb. Senegal, likewise. So they've been amazing. Anytime you interact with them, uh, you know you're in for a good time. Last night, went to see Brazil take on Switzerland. 
the trains were full of Brazilians and they just do not stop chanting. Of course, it's, you know, it's said often it's a religion in Brazil uh, and they just bring a party atmosphere wherever they go. Um, but look, you know, interaction with fans, there haven't really been any that, that have uh, put us offside or you've thought, geez, they're, they're a bit hard to, to deal with. All are unique, all bring their own skill set and, and their positives. And, and that's, that's what, as I said, you don't get it with any other events in the world. Even the Olympics, I don't think, compares. 32 nations converge in one spot. And it's just, um, yeah, it's just a colour, um, colourful experience full of amazing people all here to enjoy some football. Before we get to uh, the Socceroos in Denmark, Benny, uh, tomorrow morning, our time, uh, 1 a.m. Yep. Queensland time, Ecuador, Senegal, and at the same time, Qatar versus Netherlands. And then 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, Queensland yep. time, 6 a.m. Sydney time, Iran versus USA and Wales versus England. We have those matches, and then tomorrow night, Thursday morning, we wake up at yep. 1 a.m. Queensland time to watch the Socceroos their chances against Denmark, um, will it be a similar game plan, do you think? Mm. We'll go out, try and score early and then defend for the rest of the match? Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think it's it's one of those situations where uh, we you know, we have our destiny in our, own, in our own hands, which is sort of pretty rare for the Socceroos. We're not often in that position. So we know a win guarantees us uh, a passage through. A draw... Uh, yep, it, it can work. We then sort of have to rely on the French getting the job done against Tunisia, and let's keep in mind France are through. So, yeah, that, they don't have essentially much to play for uh, and will probably rotate their squad. That said, it is France. They are the world champs, and I still think they're too good for Tunisia. So if we if we take it on face value that they get the job done, we win, we draw, we're through. But what we also have in our favour is Denmark need to win. They know they have to win. So they've got to come out and play. And, and, and attack, and that may then leave them a little bit vulnerable uh, to us getting down the other end, maybe on the counter and scoring. Ideally, you're right, Jace. If we could nab a goal early, uh, it just gives us that little bit of uh, breathing space and confidence. Um, but as we know with the Socceroos, nothing's ever easy. Um, we will defend stoutly. They are, a, they are a wonderful side, Denmark. Some are predicting, you know, if they can get to the knockouts, they're one of those teams that could be a dark horse and go really deep. Christian Eriksen from Manchester United is a superstar of the world game. Uh, they've got, um, yeah, as I said, some, some really good players that um, that will make it tough for us. They've got, um, you know, Casper Schmeichel in goal, who's, um, you know, one of the one of the leading goalkeepers in the world. Of course, won a Premier League title at Leicester. So it's going to be really hard. Um, we met them at the last World Cup, drew one all to take. I think we take that result in a heartbeat. But as we showed against Tunisia, if we can get our noses in front. Uh, and we could have quite easily scored more than one against Tunisia, had a little luck on our way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, growing confidence that we can get it done, but we're not kidding ourselves. Denmark are, um, are a superb side, and I think ranked 10 or 11 in the world. So it's going to need something special from Arnie's boys, but, hey, we did it once. Why can't we do it again? Yeah, so before that, you get to don your beloved Welsh, your daffodils and leeks and yep. red kites and Welsh harps <laughs> and all those sorts of things, and... And cheer on the Welsh against England tomorrow yep. morning, Benny. So uh, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, yeah, no worries, boys. I am looking really looking forward to that. I mean, the Welsh are up against it. England probably going to be too strong, but having heard the anthem twice over the past week, um, yeah, hairs on the back of the neck standing up. I'm going full sack. You'll love this. I'm going full Welsh nuffy today. Today, I've got the kit, I've got the scarf, I've got the hat. Um, and I've got the tat, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to be Welsh for at least um, at least the night, and then I'll re 
convert back to my uh, my born and bred Aussie bloodlines and cheer the Socceroos on. But always great chatting with you boys. Uh, I'm sure, like everyone else in Australia, you'll be up nice and early. Uh, tomorrow no. morning to um yeah I will be I will Robert. be Benny but Badge and Sat said no, they no, won't be getting now. up because the oh. SCN call has been great so I'm going to get up and yep. listen to that so I will be getting up and listening to the the Danish Rubbish. we've just learnt that the Denmark are the Danes is that what it is we're trying yep. to work it because we're the Socceroos what a what a Denmark known as so we've got Richard here yep. says the Danes are called the Cherries love a Cherry Danish or the Great Danes uh, okay. or the exciting <laughs> Red and Whites That's in not really Danish exciting though. is it. Can you confirm any of those uh, for us, Benny? Well, I hope they're not the Great Danes tomorrow, but no, I, I, I haven't heard them described in such terms around here, but I'm sure we'll, we'll hear a couple flying around at the stadium tomorrow. So, Beauty. yeah, hopefully they're just the subpar mediocre Danes tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, the Socceroos can, uh, can can prove that on the park. And we'll do our very best to um, to match it with them in the stands. So, yeah, it's an exciting times ahead. And then stuff. on the big bird home um, to my very... Standing wife, so hopefully uh, she hasn't changed the locks on me and I can um, get a good night's sleep back in Australia on a decent mattress. <laughs> All right, mate. Take care. Thanks for taking our call tonight on Sports Day. Always a pleasure, Jay. Uh, enjoy the game. Thanks, lads. There goes Benny Jones in Qatar. You know he's. You know what he wants to do before he's fifty. He wants to be a. He wants to get up and do a stand-up comic section. Yeah. Wow. That's Just one a, of his bucket list. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. Lots of text messages coming through. By the way, I hope the Aussies rain on the Danes parade. <laughs> that I just thought I'd okay. Oh, you made that up then, did you? Yeah. Gents Oh, I'm not gonna read that out. What's that? Uh Daniel from Prairiewood. It's a very long uh text message about eligibility for the um for state of origin. We'll do that another time. Big shout out to my nephew Gene Shaw. First pro fight this Friday night at the Star Gold Coast. Good luck. Slim Shorey. Cheers, Toronto Rod. Good stuff, Toronto Rod. Uh, the Fish Man says, Hello, boys. The reason a cricket or any sport, for that matter, annoys people nowadays is it's meant to be an escape from the political bullcrap. We don't want to hear your opinion on you know, various beliefs. Uh, shut up, give your all, and just play your sport. And I think that's a that, that's a major consensus along a lot of sports lovers, yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Give me text coming through for McDonald Jones Homes. Uh, the McDonald Jones birthday sale is on now. We're going to get to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Badge and Jace here tonight. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, Sats and Jace here tonight. Who are you over there? You all right over there? I'm fine. Just watching some old test matches between uh, Australia and the West Indies. How good is well, it's it? What spiked your very good question earlier on in the show about what's your favourite West Indies moment? We've got so many great moments and... A correction too, by the way. 
Yeah, we've got a few texts, and thank you very much for correcting us all, correcting me. Hi, gents. Michael from Logan. Favourite Aussie versus w, uh, West Indies moment. Correct is, me if I'm right. Curtly Ambrose wanting to smash Steve Waugh for swearing at him. And then um, on the back of that, I said, oh, wasn't that the time when he asked him to take his sweatbands off? But it wasn't actually. It was Dean Jones demanded Curtly Ambrose remove an armband. Uh, that was that's the right. great was Aussie that, fight in spirit. That's, that's a white Bruce. ball with a white uh, wristband. Yeah, yeah there's been a, right. a few of them also. A few of the listeners, uh, Brooksy from the Central Coast, his favourite was Ambrose taking seven for one in a spell at the Wacker. And as, as homage to the West Indies, he played an 80s indoor cricket team called the West Undies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, St. Boyd sent a good text. We're talking about the Danish soccer team, so yep. Denmark. Guys, I had no idea. Denmark are the red and whites or the dynamite, according to Google. Cheers, St. Boyd. Oh, where you go. So it wasn't a stupid question we asked each no, other on air. You want to learn something every day, don't you? Well, not really. My father has always said to me, learn something new every day. I just learned something just then. Evening, fellas. I've seen Kurtley Ambrose a few times live when I used to frequent the one days. He's a scary sight thundering in. Yes. Just a massive unit. Um, yeah, on that Dean Jones and Kurtley Ambrose wristbands, David White from Benora Point, uh, just on the border there at the Gold Coast, New South Wales. Uh, Steve Waugh. Yeah, he had the confrontation with Kurtley and got 100. You're right, Jase. Yeah, I thought it was either 100 or 200. It was one of the bravest knocks I've ever seen. And if if... Correct me if I'm right. Correct me if I'm right. <laughs> I think it was. I think Steve Wall was close to getting dropped. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not 100% sure. But he went through that a couple of times in his yeah, career. Yeah, he, he did, and he just pulled out this 100 against the Windies. Like, wow. I remember Greg Chappell in the 80s had eight ducks. He did. He came out and he blew a double century. I had nine for Lindisfarne in Tassie. <laughs> Nine duck. Yeah. So you were you a specialist bowler, batter? Yes, but I used to you keep. Were in the team, no, yeah. I used to keep, and then I okay. I found out I could you're actually built like Wally Grout, the old <laughs> former wicket keeper. So I was, I, I turned my hand to bowling. So I'd bat last, and I, seriously, the, our wicket keeper had pat up as I'm as I'm walking out. Mm-hmm. So that's not a good sign when you see your wicket keeper <laughs> putting the pads on. Uh, um. Yeah, some great texts, uh, yeah, about Dean Jones. Uh, another one here uh, with some of our great our great moments with the West Indies, even though he tried to maim our blokes and succeeded on many occasions. This is from Muzza. I couldn't believe it 13 years ago when the news came through that we had lost Malcolm Marshall at 41. I, that just reminded I me. Know. I didn't even know he'd passed away. There you go. Certainly my greatest ever Test 11. Mm. Yeah. I, was, I just asked you off air. We might talk about it tomorrow. Well, let's just let's put the thought in people's minds. The greatest Australian opening partnership. I reckon we should tomorrow night branch that out. Because mm-hmm. I still think the best that I can remember is Greenwich and Haynes. Yeah, without a doubt. I That's the agree. best for me. Mm. But Australia, would it be – it'd have to be Hayden and Langer, wouldn't it? Have to do a little more research overnight back in the, the 70s and the 80s. Oh, sorry, 70s and 60s. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm stuffed once we go right back. Mm. Kepler Vessels is one of my faves. One of the worst batting <laughs> techniques <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people are going nuts over the West Indies memories tonight, so keep those texts coming through from McDonald Jones Homes. Denmark, uh, the home of porn. Come on. Oh, who said that? I reckon that's got to be danger. <laughs> Adrian. It'd be Adrian. I'll be Adrian, yeah. That's no, Rooster Mars. Is it Rooster Mars? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, what do you expect from a Rooster exactly. supporter? Hey, on him, 
Woogie and Sats, I listened to Jimmy Smith's interview uh, with Cummins today on SCN. Smithy did his best by asking all the tough questions very respectfully. Cummins' replies left me with only one conclusion. They don't give a toss about us. It's all about them. I also felt that Cummins said a lot but didn't say anything. Exactly right. I listened to the interview with Jimmy Smith also. And Jimmy Smith. He tried hard, Jimmy. He's a tremendous interviewer, Jimmy Smith. He's Handy cricketer. Very good cricketer, first grade cricketer as well. Loves his cricket. He's a huge fan of Paddy Cummins as well, um, and he did. He 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 tried to play a really straight bat with him and um, and tried to get him to step outside the comfort zone a little bit. But yeah, but Paddy was yeah he was. Do you think Pat Cummins is too too rehearsed and there's someone behind him handing him all the notes to say and this because you're going to get these questions. Whereas, well, they don't know the questions they're going to get. Well, they we've got a rough mate. If you're if you're being interviewed by a sports network in SEN, mm. and you got someone like Jimmy Smith, you know he's going to ask about taking a knee. You know he's going to ask about wokeism. He's going to talk to him about a linter energy, all that sort. You know that's going to happen. So, Patty, here's some answers to these questions. It just seems to me that it's rehearsed, PR driven. Do you think? I think so. Well, you know, a cheat sheet. Maybe he gets a cheat sheet on how to answer some because he would he would cop them. Yeah. And if you're an interviewer and you're not doing that and asking those questions, well, you're not doing your job right. Mm. So I think I think again, not just because he works on SCN, I think Jimmy did a great job asking these questions. But I felt after we said, I just felt like Paddy yeah, he said played, nothing. He played a straight bat, which you got to expect through. Again, this is why I think the Australian Test captain is has to deal with. Well, I'm not going to say controversy, but a lot more issues than just about cricket. And whether it's the belief or it's something that's been forced upon him because of the belief of one of his teammates, whatever it may be, he's front and centre the captain. He's always been the spokesman mm. for the Australian cricket team, not the coach. It's always been the captain. I think when the times are good, though, I think he should take a bit of a back seat. I, I, I'd love to hear from Uzi. I mean, I, I, he would ha- he'd be the best personality in the team by a mile, wouldn't he? Highly articulate. Yeah, and and fun and funny and relaxed. I mean, he's like he's maybe life. they don't want him going front and center cause because he can't speak his mind. But that's what we want as a fan. <laughs> I isn't know. It? That's what we want. Now, Aaron in Advanced Town, first time texter, I think. Aaron, uh, Advanced Town, famous for the tights. No, Advanced oh. Town Hotel, the uh, not the Yeti, the. Aaron, text us back, 0457736736. Famous for some It's at the back of the Goldie, isn't it? Yeah, mythological figure up in the bushes there. A Yeti? Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't think it's a I Yeti. Sorry, is... fellas. Pat Cummins and the Oz Cricket team have lost me. Taking a knee is woke. Load of crap. Won't be, won't be watching, won't be listening. Play cricket, dickheads, not politics. Disgusted Aussie. Um, can we get you to listen to SEN's coverage? Of the test cricket, which Good is coverage tomorrow. Too. Yeah, get it through the SEN app or your local SEN station. If you could just do that, that way we keep our jobs. Mm. So don't throw us out with the ba- uh, the bathwater. <laughs> us being the baby. Understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, do you want to keep going on with this? Uh, uh, what's this? Hey, Sats, Woogie and Jack, not sure if you came across this, but the BBC released its viewership numbers from the Rugby League I World Cup. I didn't see this. All 61 games... Uh, broadcast stream via the BBC resulting in a cumulative uh, audience of 29.24 million across the UK. The largest TV audience was for England versus Samoa, the semi, of course, uh, followed with a peak audience of 2.8 million. Those audience numbers are origin-like. 
There you go. So there is a, he's saying, uh, Daniel from Prairie Road is saying there is an appetite for international rugby league. Well, it's hosted in their country. You'd hope. Mm. Crowds are a little bit disappointing, Sats. The crowds are, Jace. They are. I mean, it's, it's, it makes sense to listen to the game now or watch it. It, it it's easier for families. It's, I mean, I Cheaper. don't. Yeah. So it, it makes sense to fans these days to, and because the game is really revolved around broadcast rights, it, it provides and delivers a, you know, well, we do as well. We call a, the rugby league, the AFL, all the major sports around the country. It delivers a, you know, a, I suppose a, a broadcast that makes it far more accessible. So I'm not concerned about the crowds and the pool matches all right, yeah. and the prices from all reports were, were quite substantial, quite high. And then they started selling tickets for a lot, a lot lower. And there was a little bit of a boycott as well. Of why they were then all of a sudden selling tickets for a lot, a lot cheaper. Join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Uh, make sure you do that. Very soon, it's a Tuesday, true or false. So if you've got one for us, what, what's that, that noise? Someone knocking? Is that Jack? Jack, are you building like a kennel or something <laughs> out there in the producer's booth? Sorry. <laughs> Jesus, mate. Whip that up in your own spare time. <laughs> Someone, sorry, someone's banging something. All right, stop it. Uh, if you've got a Tuesday, true or false for us, uh, call us, one 300 or text 0457-736-736. That is our uh, text line, thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Before we go to break, Sats, want to read this one out. Uh, great text from Mike. Oh, for God's sake, who's banging? Uh, I know we've got disruption in Australian test cricket at the moment, but there's definitely been disunity or disruption to Australian cricket, uh, test cricket before. The Aussies involved in Rebel Tools to South Africa. Yes. The breakaway that was World Series cricket late 70s. There's also been a different type of disruption the last 10 years with really skilled cricketers playing different forms of the game but will retire never having played test cricket. It seems the saturation of big money cricket comps all over the world are the type of short, sharp sugar hit that the younger generation fans seem to want. And for the players, they can earn a huge, uh, huge quick money. I agree with that, Mike. And that leads to my next question. And I've seen a lot of the ex-players talk about this, Sats. Is there just too much cricket at the moment? I don't think there is. You look at it. I mean, Australia's played in a T20 World Cup. They played a a one-day series, and they're playing two tests against West Indies. That's that's not a lot of cricket. Mm. It's not a lot of cricket, really. But we've had we've had a over the, since August. Yeah, but I think I think all the debate and the and the discussions around what's going on outside of cricket, the Justin Langer situation, should Warner be installed as a leader? Pat Cummins' beliefs around um, different issues around the world. What? I think because that dominates a lot of the airways at the moment, we feel as though that we're being surrounded by all this cricket, but there's actually not a lot of cricket that's being played. Right, okay, gotcha. Mm. Hey, the other night we announced that Laurie Daly was joining the coaching ranks of Manly. Well, the NRL has advised they cannot permit him to join because he has employment with a wagering he operator. He does. Goes on the Matty John show each yeah. week as well. Yeah. So you can't, sorry, you can't coach or work in the NRL if you have an affiliation. Don't the NRL take. Yeah, no, but we're talking about individuals here. So I'm not saying that uh, there's a risk that someone, I'm not saying Laurie Daly, by the way, but mm. there's always a risk that someone might feed people information. Mm. 
going back to wagering. So I'm not saying that's Laurie Daly. Definitely not saying yeah, yeah. that. But that's why that rule is in I'm trying place. Trying to elude that. I'm yeah. trying to get away from that. Yep. Right, yeah. Time for a break. This is uh, Sports Day. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, 0457 736 736. That's our text number. Back shortly. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, Badge's right now at the Killers. So it's Sats and Jace here for your Tuesday night. Uh, it is time for Tuesday True or False. This is where we uh, give out uh, a question to each other and we're going to answer true or false. Can and I you... start? Rooster Mars has sent one in yeah. true or false. True or false, did I just hear you say Jack is banging something in his booth? <laughs> true. true. <laughs> There's someone using a hammer somewhere and yeah. Jack's on the warpath. He's trying to find them. Mm. Imagine if Jack walked through, the, like, carrying the, carrying the suitcases like his arms out. The stance. Like if he walks through to threaten you, you know, threaten someone. With a clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> and a whistle. That's Jack. <laughs> you actually said today, off air, mm. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you'd be happy if Jack dated your daughter. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah. You're the reason Jack won't date your daughter. You know that. He's too scared of you. <laughs> Understand that? And not that I'm saying Olivia's available. True or false? <laughs> what? Would you let your daughter... Date Jack. Yes, I would. He's a good kid. False. False. Because oh, he'd come around and talk about bloody soccer all I know. night. I know. I mean, yeah. if Ari was old enough, she'd punch him in the face and say, watch rugby league, mate. Ari doesn't punch anyone. She just <laughs> slits your him. throat in your sleep. Now, I love um, the way you offered up your daughter too to Jack. You can't do that, mate. Does Olivia know this? <laughs> no, she doesn't. She's got girlfriends with sick Harry Potter fetishes that will look after Jack. <laughs> Yeah, so just to paint an image for the listeners, <laughs> Harry Potter with black hair. Yeah, that's Jack. That's Jack. Yeah, yeah. And he's and a some, nerd. And he's a nerd like Harry Potter as uh, absolutely. well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And some chicks dig that. Yeah, some chicks dig that. I just don't think that's Olivia's. Type. Hermione didn't. Who? Hermione. She Who? was in Who's Harry Hermione? Potter. All oh, right, I've never that watched was Emma it. Emma Watson. Hermione. Well, I've got a life. Mm. I've never watched it. Anyway, we digress. Okay, um, two or false. Yes. Kia, who yes. have been one of our Great supporters. Love them. Kia Carnival, grand utility vehicle. Before cars, they manufactured bikes. It's, it's so easy. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I knew you wouldn't bring up something that was false <laughs> when it comes to Kia. Because <laughs> how many Kias you got now? Eight, haven't you? No. This is my third. And You've got two currently. Yep. Incredible. Mm. Just myself and my wife did. Well, she's we paid one. for them. We didn't get any sure. cashies. The Australian cricket team will take a knee when they play South Africa. True or false? False. Why? Because the West Indies are focusing on in, uh, equality, I should say. Mm. And maybe that's not South Africa's priority. South Africa have taken send, a, when South Africa to, have taken a knee. Well if I think it's South Africa um asked the Australian cricket team or the cricket Australian cricket team identify that it's very important to South Africa. I, I've got no doubt Australia cricket will. Given what South Africa has been will. through, mm-hmm. 
I think there is motivation to take a knee. Wouldn't you think? If South Africa feel as though they need yeah. to? Absolutely. Got another one? True or false, the Dolphins will win their opening round in 2023 versus the Roosters. You're trying, Hello? To, find, you're trying to find a button, aren't you? I am. You're trying to be funny. <laughs> Is that a true? That's, are they playing the Roosters? Roosters. I'd love Arthur them. Arthur Beetson Cup. I would love them to beat the Roosters, but I don't think it'll happen. Okay. False. Right here. What do you reckon? New teams generally don't, their first game in the when they come into a competition, generally mm. don't. Western okay. Reds did in 95. Okay. We're going uh, a long way back, aren't okay, we? Okay. Uh, you got another one? Yep. Would you visit Qatar after watching the World Cup? True or false? False. You wouldn't want to go? Nothing interests me at all. I'm slightly interested now that I know beers are 12 bucks. What, why is that an attraction? So I like to drink beer? I don't at know. $12? Well, it's no. better than the hundred. I'm, I'm mm. up all of a sudden. I'm up eighty-eight bucks a beer. I was speaking to someone the other day who has spent time at Qatar, the Asian Cup back in two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. He said that he felt Qatar was soulless. Jeez, that's rough. Mm. Just, just had a, nothing. Not even as it. a stopover on the way to Europe. No. Okay. Mm. Thought I'd ask the question. So that person convinced me. Okay. No worries. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Going to get to your text true or in just false. a moment. Badge thanks will to, ask hang for on, an... wait, wait. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Yes. Uh, true or false? Badge will ask for another day off before Christmas. Oh, before he goes on holidays next week. So it, Wednesday or Thursday, yep. he'll ask. He can't Thursday because we're at the Greyhounds. Mm. <laughs> if Badge, I'm telling you, and you and I have talked about this, if he chases food for that entire two-hour show on Thursday, I'm going. It's painful, isn't it? At the Sporting Globe the other night, if anyone walked past, even with a garlic bread. For a skinny guy who's got shoulders like a brown snake, yes. he should be the size of a walrus because he just craves food. Can Listeners, I'm going to give you just an insight to what happened on Thursday night at the Sporting Globe. He ordered two plates of ribs and said, Woog, would you like some? I got a rib. <laughs> and because I was working, I went, okay, that's done. I'll turn around and have a rib. They're all gone. Twice. I've got some cold chips. It's probably good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right, let's get to a break. This is Sports Day. When we come back, we'll do a weather update, last blast. And Steve from Dubbo, I know I know you're hanging on for a soccer update from Harry Potter himself. We'll get to that next. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. That's a good point. When am I going to get my birthday present? I still haven't gotten it. My birthday was early August. True or false? (laughs) Yes. Do you think we'll ever see the protester that invaded the pitch in Qatar? I didn't even know there was one. didn't even know there was one. Yeah, he had a a rainbow flag uh, ran across and he also had some... uh, uh, some messages written on his shirt. One was um, uh, freedom yeah. for women. We're going women in- streaking <laughs> through the quad. He had a rainbow flag with a betting agency across the front of his shirt. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, an alcohol ad on the back. <laughs> no, I think smoking it was a, a cigarette. It was, it was uh, for support of Iran, and um, yeah, there was. Yeah. Okay, 
So oh. what's the question? Will we see him Will again? See him again? Yeah, no, he'll go. tongue in cheek. Well, he's not Australian, I don't mm. think, is he? Uh, New Farm, Australian through and through. If you're listening in Armidale on 2AD, what a great town. Great university, Armidale. Armidale used to be where you used to go for your coaching clinics as a Was young it? player. Yeah. Wonderful town. Stopped there on many occasions on the New England Highway. Uh, home, of course, of Dean Witters for Good your player, Wednesday. Maximum of 22 and a partly cloudy day and a low of overnight. I could get a job on the weather channel. New Farm's products are formulated for the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. I like it. Uh, for expert car service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Let's get to some text messages, uh, Sats, because there's a ton of them there. There are. Actually, there's another true or false. The Danish have an identity problem. They are Dutch, Netherlands, Danish and Holland and Germans call themselves Deutschland. <laughs> is that right? No. Yeah, that's a joke. G- Germany is Deutschland. Yeah, Deutschland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, text line 0457 736 Guys, talking about great West Indies players. You can't forget the master blast of Viv Richards walking to the crease. Yeah, he was pure entertainment. He had a stint with the Queensland Sheffield Shield team through the 70s as and, well. And didn't Malcolm Marshall have a stint with Tassie? Did he? In Shield, I know remember Sh- the old days of Shield. and Botham played for Queensland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any more? Uh, we've got plenty here. So the NRL ban on coaches and staff association with sporting agencies. The only reason Joel Kane isn't a head coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, Eel. Absolutely right. Now the test captain. This is Peter from Bur- uh, Burrell. Where? Test captain is the second most important job in Australia. Has always been supported by ninety percent plus of Aussies. Politics is divided down three or four lines. Every issue taken lightly is dividing supporters. Mm. And it seems to be the yeah, the common thread, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. What else? There's a lot of passion here about the West Indies. Good evening, gentlemen. Bruce from Blacksmiths here. My highlight memory of Australia West Indies matches was the one day match at the SCG in nineteen ninety three. Of course, when Dean Jones demanded Kirtley and Ambrose take his armbands yeah, off. We talked about that. Mm. Uh, Pat Cummins is so woke and is really annoying me that he keeps opening his mouth. Tell him to keep his views to himself and play the cricket. And if he doesn't, I'll watch, I will not be watching the summer of cricket. Robert from Dremoyne. Thanks. Robot. It's actually Dremoyne. got Robot from Dremoyne. But... Yeah. And Snackers from Canberra says Badger's a bludger. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, he cops it when he's not here. Yeah. We Also, Michael uh, reminded me, uh, new teams coming into the competition very rarely win in the first game. Um, but in 1988... The Broncos flogged the defending premiers, Manly, 44-10 at Lang Park. Sure did. Mm. Now, Steve from Dubbo, how come there's been no soccer report from Harry Potter? Well, here it is. Jack, uh, last night, any surprises? Very quickly, you've got 50 seconds. Okay. Well, I don't have last night's results. Okay, good. What what are we looking forward to tomorrow morning? Now, this is where we have two games at once now, so no one can rig the World Cup. So you can be watching both games simultaneously. Does anyone hear the irony in that? Mm-hmm. Does anyone? No. no. Okay, go. Ecuador versus Senegal. Uh, that'll be a good game. Uh, Qatar versus Netherlands. Qatar already out. Netherlands don't have much to play for because uh, they're already through. Iran versus USA. That will be a very what good game. game. And Wales versus England. You know, absolutely, absolutely massive. Is that the game of the tournament so far? Wales, Wales versus England? England? Or... From a passion perspective, probably. Yeah. Um, will you Brazil? be watching uh, that? Portugal versus Uruguay was Will still you be listening good. to that? Yeah, I'll be listening. Yeah, tomorrow I'll be listening. Yeah, okay. there's too many superstars to miss. Make sure you download the SEN app. You can listen to all of the World Cup games live and exclusive through the SEN app, and also, of course, on SEN. Um, 
Should we get into the last laugh, boys? Yeah, let's do it. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. He says, I can't believe I just wandered in. He's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Did you hear about the um, cross-eyed circumciser? He got the sack. Hey, and tomorrow night, greatest opening batting partnerships. Mark says Bill Laurie, Bob Simpson, of course. How dare you? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're I mean, go. you, you're going to use that later, Jason. I know you will. What? You'll use that joke. When I pick the kids up from work. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go, hey, listen. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to go. Uh, grab uh, the podcast of the show from wherever you get your podcasts from. It's been a great show. Th- special thanks to Ian Bishop, who was on the show earlier, the great West Indian. We'll be back tomorrow night. Catch you then, guys. Good night.